0: Welcome to the Millionaire Way podcast with Sargam. The Energy Guru I help successful people connect with their inner abundance using principles of energy to unlock their true potential, helping them create massive success in their personal and professional life so that they can live their greatness. I firmly believe that abundance is a state of being And each one of us can tune to create a life of prosperity and happiness. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the Millionaire Way podcast with Sargam, your energy coach and the author of the book, upcoming book, The Millionaire Way. Today, I'm going to introduce a special guest on my podcast, Thaddeus Lawrence. Thaddeus is a trainer, speaker, and entrepreneur. Um, He's he's also the author of the book, The Runaway Success. And he's impacted more than 1.2 lakh people through his work of business and personal um, coaching and creating a lot of success in their life. He has been featured on a lot of TV shows Um, publications and books and articles, and he's doing a phenomenal work in coaching the coaches. He has also shared stage with some of the leading speakers and coaches in the world, like Jack Canfield, Randy Zuckerberg, and his work has, has brought in a different perspective to life. So I welcome to you my next guest for 2020, Thaddeus Lawrence.
1: Excellent. Thank you for having me, Sagam. I'm really excited, uh, particularly about this episode, since we are really wrapping up the year and, as far as I'm concerned, starting a brand new year right now. So, really looking forward to our chat here and what will transpire for our listeners.
0: Thank you. I'm sure there is a lot to inspire, um, you know, through you. So, let's uh, start. Uh, Thaddeus, what has been, uh, like, how did you start on this journey of personal development? What has your early life been like?
1: Oh, my early life. You know, whenever people know me as who I am today or they hear about, you know, whatever accomplishments I have, uh, one of the questions they always ask is, you know, were you always like that? You know, were you like that when you were young? You know, what was your school days like? Uh, And I say that if you had known me back then, you would have seen quite a different child, quite a different young man altogether. And if I was to identify a particular period in my life where, things began to take a change because we're not, we never fully transformed, are we, uh, Sagam, and and, and you know this and, you know, your work and energy is an energy is a flow and just like transformation, it's always this progress and process, uh, you know, the metamorphosis, right, of of an individual. So, you know, rather than say that the transformation took place when, I would say, well, the process uh, began when, and I would say it began after graduation and I was living in the UK at the time. And that was those days where I began to experience life through, through travels. And most of my travels then were in the form of voluntary work in various parts of the world. And so it's not an intellectual exercise, but it was a lived experience that I went through for that you know, period of a few years.
0: Okay. And... Uh... You know, you've done this ultra endurance training, which which probably, you know, I've not heard much uh, about, but, uh, you know, traveling thousand kilometers in different deserts. Um, how did that happen? And then you wrote a beautiful book called The Runaway Success. Can you know more about that?
1: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it was something that I didn't think I would ever do. I think, um, again, not, not necessarily particularly adventurous when I was younger than, uh, in in my younger days, but I think in every human being, there's always this part of us that gets really curious or at least attracted, mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, people who do weird, crazy stuff. Right. Uh, and there was always that part of me that was kind of, I was, I was aware that it was alive too. And, um, you know, the, the short of it, I mean, if you ask anybody about why they'll go off and, you know, climb a mountain or, or to trek to the poles or, or run a, you know, a long distance race and engage in anything that's extreme, that's full of endurance, you'll probably hear the same usual answers, you know, along the lines of, I want to stretch my boundaries. I wanted to push my limits. I wanted to discover myself. I wanted to accomplish something. I wanted to come alive. And and those are very uh, valid. It's definitely a shared experience, a common thing. Uh, There is, however, just like in life, you know, as, as, as a coach, and, and you would see this in your clients who come to you. One of the questions I ask clients who come to me who want to get coaching and say, look, um, you know, I want to work on something. Could you help me? One of the questions I ask them is why now?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That, you know, ev- everyone has known for forever for that they need to take care of their health, that they uh, would, you know, probably want to eat well and, and um, sleep well and, you know, drink well. Uh, everybody for the longest time would say, oh yeah, I want to make more money and then and, and be financially free. So these are not new goals, yeah. right? They didn't just, they didn't wake up and go kind of, yeah, I want, I, I want to go and run this. I want to do this. I want to achieve this. And um, because that why now question allows us the, or it gives us that opening to coaching, right? Uh, so it's no different when it comes to doing crazy stuff like this. Uh, There's always a a tipping point, a, a straw that broke the camel's back, uh, so to speak. And I'm always curious about that. And for me personally, I think the final thing I wouldn't say it was the it was not the cause mm-hmm. or, 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 de- or or by no means the main inspiration. But I think that that final thing, the straw that broke the camel's back, was a a, a relationship I was in. Uh, my fiance, we were going to get married, we had booked the dates, and you know we all set. Uh, And in the last possible moment, she she called off the wedding, uh, which kind of prompted this period of kind of grief for me and and a lot of self-reflection, a lot of introspection. And one of the questions I asked myself was, you know, was was I living my fullest and being my fullest self when I was in that relationship? Or had I, you know, closed off, shrunk, sacrificed? Mm -hmm. And, um, And as part of the reflective process, I thought, you know what? Uh, let's do something out of this world, right? Extraordinary, and that that was what kicked off that first desert run, and there was in the Sahara Desert in Egypt. And then, you know, eighteen months later, there was a thousand kilometers four deserts. And, you know, Time Magazine rated it as its on its top ten um, endurance races on 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 the world. Until to date, fewer people have completed that a series of races than there have been people who have climbed Mount Everest. In other words, you know, every year, in fact, every year more people climb Mount Everest mm-hmm. than there are people who have ever completed this four deserts uh, uh, races, which also kind of brings forth, you know, that the idea, which is really more an idea that we ordinary people are capable of truly extraordinary things. You know, you, me, every single listener, uh, that we've got on your amazing podcast right now is, is capable an ordinary person who is capable with a promised potential of accomplishing something truly extraordinary. Um, and yeah. And I captured all that uh, in my book, Runaway Success. The subtitle kind of mm-hmm. saves it more, which is uh, life lessons from ultra endurance racing because life is an ultra endurance race, right? It's, it's a test. Um, we are in, in doubt with certain gifts uh, and you know, every day we need to get up and do it all over again.
0: So, what, according to you, is that makes somebody you know extraordinary from ordinary to extraordinary? What are the what are the qualities, key qualities that you think?
1: Yeah, I, you know, when you ask that question, I'm reminded of this um, quote by Mother Teresa, uh, whom you know, an extraordinary you know individual, um, and she had her convent in Calcutta. Mm-hmm. and um she would she would she would say that in, in in life we can't do great things, we can only do small things with great love,
0: yeah,
1: and that is absolutely amazing because it speaks not to the thing that we've done or that we are doing but to us and the essence of who we are, and certainly the essence of her was love and I would say that that secret is there's such a thing is really identifying, understanding what is the essence of you, what is the essential quality of you. Is it is it love? Is it care? Is it connection? Is it you know honor? You know, who who are you?
0: Who are you? Yeah. Yeah, so beautifully said. And that is the one thing that I really like about you is the authenticity with which, you know, you, you are doing this work. And uh, I've been part of, you know, one of your program. And, uh, you know, to my surprise, I saw, you know, um, it's not only really about, you know, becoming a great coach, but you also keep emphasizing the importance of becoming the best version of yourself, you know, striving to become more authentic. Uh, so why is authenticity so important in life when we, we are seeing like, you know, people are trying to put on masks in order to please people, you know, and we talk about different, living different kinds of life, you know, having a professional life, a personal life, and what all kind of life, you know, uh, we end up living in that. So why is it so important, you know, to be authentic in our work?
1: Mm, mm, great question. So many kind of possible angles uh, to approach that. First of all, people put on masks to survive. Mm-hmm. Right. We have certain core needs and, and every human being we've got core needs. And when any of those needs are threatened, we need to protect ourselves. So that's part of the self-preservation instinct that jumps in and big part of the reason why people put on masks is, is for survival, um, you know, to be, so that they get, you know, the love and approval that they seek so that they belong right to, or, or have a sense of belonging. So that's why we put on masks and, for me, the authenticity, why is authenticity so important? It's because if you're not authentic, you get found out pretty quickly, right? You're pretty quickly. And and the irony is that, you know, we put on this mask to be to belong and to be approved of. And if, you know, we keep behind that mask or we thicken this mask, uh, eventually, and usually quite quickly, we get found out. And when you get found out, you'll find yourself either not belonging and not getting approval and love that you seek, or actually you find yourself belonging to another group or a uh, you know, a, a misfit, mm-hmm. right? With people who, who's, whose values are not aligned with yours. And especially in this work that we do, right? Um, yeah. You know, people say things like, oh, what, what what are you? Are you are you a transformation coach? Are you a success coach? Are you a, a life coach? Are you what kind of coach? I say, well, it, the only people who care about what they are called are the coaches themselves, right? Um, the people whom we are helping, right? Our, 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 our clients, or the, the people around us, uh, they don't care what we are called, right? They care that, we can, we can help them with, with, with something, with, with their lives. So we are in the business of, of life here, right? We're in the business of life and especially in this work. And I always say that you cannot be in this work of personal development if you're not developing yourself, which is, which is what makes you such a great coach in terms of the work that you do. You don't just go out there and, 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 and coach and, and, and help it to teach you know, you make sure that you are learning. You're investing in yourself. You know, you've come. You know, you know, you learned from me. That's how we met as well. Um, and that is congruent, right? That that because there's a saying that you know, you got to practice what uh, uh, practice what you preach. And I think that we've kind of got it the other way around, right? You know, because to to say practice what you preach seems to be preach first, then practice. Um, and I think you know, deeper truth needs to be the other way around is that you only get to preach whatever you're practicing. You practice first, then you get to preach, right? You work on yourself first, then you get to earn the right to work with other people. right? Uh, And so you cannot be in this work of self-development if if you're not developing yourself. Uh, And that's so important in this work that we do, that we show up in terms of who we are. I think a lot of people come into this space and and especially, I think now in this year, technology has made things a lot more accessible to a lot of people. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, we're, we're at the turn of the year when the pandemic hit, I was getting a lot of requests on, on LinkedIn, on, on, on Facebook, and everyone and anyone all of a sudden is a coach, right? Anyone everyone all of a sudden is a training. You kind of go like, oh, okay, that's new. <laughs> Never seen it before. Where did you come from? And um, and And so what happens when you look at coaches and trainers, the, the, the metrics for their success is, oh, I want to, I want to touch a million lives I want to impact a hundred thousand people. But what they really mean is that they want to get a million followers on Instagram. What they're really referring to is that they want to get a hundred thousand, you know, likes on their Facebook page. That's not impacting lives. It's likes, not lives. <laughs> right. Um, and so like for us, with our team, it doesn't matter what program you're doing, whether it's a one-on-one private client or, or in one of those bigger programs when people come in, you know, we, we see lies, we see names, right? You know, me and my team, you know, and, and you know, a couple of my team members, like we talk and we go like, Sagam, we hey, like, okay, yeah, that's Sagam, right? Um, there's a name behind that individual, right? It's not, it's not X number of rupees that just came in because X number of people just, just signed up. No. That, that somebody just entrusted you with their lives, their dreams, their goals, their hopes, their futures. doesn't matter how much they paid for it, right? Um, and, you know, and, and in our work, I mean, you know, private clients pay, you know, a lot of money. Uh, and then we've got, you know, webinars that people pay very little money, but it doesn't matter how much people pay. The fact is that that person has a name, the person has a life. And... Got to celebrate us, we've got to celebrate us, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so how
0: do you master your inner game, uh, Thaddeus? Because you are in this personal development space for a long time, and I've seen you on some of the um, you know, as a speaker on some of the most uh. Uh, aspiring and inspiring stages in the world. So how do you keep mastering your inner game? Because I'm sure, you know, with COVID and with so much happening around the in our own lives, we need to stay in balance in order mm. to give that to our clients.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm very fond and this is this is through my own kind of learnings as well. From my my own teachers is one of the things we say is to be on to yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Anything that happens, whether it's a great thing that happens or it's a terrible thing that happens, right? Someone, um, you know, people owe you money, right? Or people break their trust, right? Or break your trust or or you don't get what you want through to you got what you want. You just you just closed your biggest sale. Um, you've just, you know, been recognized for a huge accomplishment or achievement. But every single one of these things is just one thing happening in your life. You know. The moment that thing happens, what happens internally for you? How do you think? How do you feel? How do you then act on it? Uh and when you're onto yourself, you get to see yourself. Right. And I think that's the biggest discovery in 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 life is it's like it's like going through a test. But what you want to be able to do is step out of that and look at yourself and go, like, how are you doing in this test mm-hmm. so far? Right? Uh, same way when, you know. You've been entrusted with something. It's a step out. Look at that. Go like now. How how are you dealing with that trust? All right. Um, so you know, be on to yourself. Right. Keep you know, and be 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 honest with yourself. Right. Um, it's one thing, it's one thing putting on a mask and showing it to the world, and quite another when you look in the mirror and then you still see the mask. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, don't you know? You you can lie to other people. You can not lie to yourself.
0: Absolutely
1: right. So don't lie to yourself. Right, be be open and honest. Now, not lying doesn't mean that you got to beat yourself up, right? Or hate yourself for this, or you know, um, the 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 world is doing a great enough job of beating you up, right? You don't need to help it along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, be on to yourself.
0: And what inspires you every day to live your
1: purpose? Um, you know, it's 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 a. You know, I watch, I watch sports, right? You know, Formula One, football. And, you know, there's always a lot of books, a lot of studies, a lot of commentaries done on, on, on the big, like, top players in a game. And I think one, one of the things that's true for people who are right at the top of the very game is more than loving to win, they hate losing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? They, they hate losing or they fear losing more than they love or desire to win. I always find that fascinating. Uh, and as you ask me the question, of what, what kind of inspires me to live my purpose? I think it's, it's that fear that I'm not living my purpose. Right? That I've just let another day slip by. Uh, that, that kind of scares me. And I would hate for that.
0: That really brought in something within me, probably. Yeah, you're right. The fear of not living your purpose that keeps you going and delivering better.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- th- see, it's it's like this, right? We we look at, let's take money as an example, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, one of the things you want to do with your money is, is to grow that money, right? You know, and, and take it and, and invest in an asset that is income producing, right? So in other words, I have X amount of dollars, you know, what can I buy for that? That would give me a good and healthy returns. And every single time, and that's why, if, if that money isn't invested in an income-producing asset, what happens the money just sitting under your bed mm-hmm. uh, or under your pillow uh, and it's not doing anything. That's wasted yeah. potential. And then at some point, that money will be spent. So now replace that money with you. If you could be investing your energy, mm-hmm. your life in something that is producing a return of energy that could... Be accomplishing more, but you're not, then you're no different from the bundle of money that you just put under your pillow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, in fact, it's a, even more of a waste right. because of what you could be generating with your life. The possibilities are way bigger than that sum of money, that pile of cash uh, that you've got. Mm-hmm. So every single day, then you're not investing your energy, your life in something that you know, inspires you, that inspires the world, that contributes to the world. Then then you're just rusting away.
0: Probably that will give some fire to all the listeners. <laughs> in 2021, mm-hmm. make your life
1: worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. The fire, fire you know, and, and the word inspire, a lot of people don't know the and we use that a lot, but a lot of people don't know that the, the Latin, the root word, the Latin root word of, of inspire is inspirare. Mm-hmm. And the definition or the meaning of inspirare is to breathe. I invite all our listeners right now to take a breath, a conscious breath. I know you've been breathing all this time. Uh, but to... And when we do that, at the most basic fundamental level, breathing keeps us alive. You stop breathing. If anyone doesn't believe me, just hold your breath right now uh, and just keep holding it and then we'll see what happens. (laughs) Um, No, please don't. (laughs) Uh, So breathing keeps us alive. And so inspirare or inspire means to breathe. In other words, when you're inspired by someone, when you're inspired by some great project, when you're inspired by your life, you come alive. Absolutely. And so the question is, what is going to have you come alive? What is 2021 and alive 2021? What's it going to look like? What's it going to sound like? What's it going to feel like for you? Because if you're not coming alive, then you're not inspired. Mm -hmm. Or you're not inspiring. So keep breathing. Breathe, yeah. And the essence, return to the essence of who you are, the essential quality, is that quality of your aliveness that's shining through. Mm -hmm.
0: Beautiful. (laughs) I'm sure this is going to really help uh, the listeners. So Thaddeus, you've been working with some of the most successful people. What do you think is the energetic energetic blueprint of success or so we have to say you know three essentials that create a successful person that you've seen across some of these you know amazing people that you've worked
1: with or coached that's that that's that sounds like a question i should be asking you sagum you are you are the energy coach uh, well i would say one of the things blueprint right is make sure you get sagum as your coach <laughs> <laughs> have her have her work with you uh, Definitely, I I don't know. Let's um. What well, what would you identify as one of you know that that blueprint for someone's you know success or or, or at least an energy flow in your experience?
0: The basic thing that I feel you know uh, that that is the essence for success is to allow yourself to fail. You know, people who who are ready to you know, accept failure and keep going in their life are the ones who are able to reach to the top. So one of the things is, you know, just allow yourself to try and it's okay to fail Mm. and learn and then try again. And that is how life evolves for you. Mm. You know, that is how, um, you know, probably you can just allow yourself to be. So one thing is that, then self-awareness, you know, being authentic to yourself. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Do not beat yourself up
1: for your weaknesses. Mm. You know,
0: work on your strengths and, you know, on your journey, keep working on your weaknesses.
1: Beautiful. I love that. I love that. And um, I'm going to give a, a different slant to the same idea mm-hmm. um, of allowing tell One of the things that I do, or I used to do just, you know, before COVID, which we will pick back up again once travel happens is to bring people out to the mountains, uh, as a, a journey into self. Wow. And imagine, imagine nature as a classroom, mountains as the teachers. And then, you know, you've got someone like myself as, as your coach out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, we, we bring people to climb mountains. And last year, one of the trips we made was to Kazakhstan and, um, it was a two week long expedition up into the mountains and you know we've got the high mountains of snow and ice, and then we've got the lower mountains of you know very lush, verdant green hills. And um, and those that that lower mountains were our staging point, right? That that's where you know our, our base before we head out to, and we, we needed to take a helicopter, right? Even to mm-hmm. to the high mountains. Um, so there we were at the end of our expedition. We had come back from the high mountains, and we were you know, having a day in the low mountains just to, you know, get cleaned up, go through our gear before we head back into the city and then onwards to our flight. And, you know, while we were there, one of our mountaineering guides, a local, local uh, man, uh, his son, who was about kind of seven, eight years old, had joined us uh, in, the, in, 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 in those low mountains. And he was teaching his son archery. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, archery is one of the national sports of Kazakhstan. Okay. And I was watching them at it, and I thought, and I, I like, oh, wow, I'm very, I've never shot an arrow before. Um, and they're doing it in, you know, this, this is the place, if there's any other place to, to, to do archery, you know, Kazakhstan so So I went out to our guy and said, hey, look, you know, could you, um, is it okay if you gave me some lessons to teach, teach me how to shoot? And he was very excited that, you know, we've got this foreigner here who is demonstrating an interest in his national sport. And he said, yeah, sure, sure, come. You know, so he taught me the basics of uh, bow and arrows. And then he left me to my devices. Now, what, what we had was, there was this target, right? This big, huge white board. And on this white board was like an A4 size piece of paper. And on this paper were all the different rings, right? The circles for, for, the, for the target. And, you know, what does success look like? It's success. Everyone wants to hit the bullseye. <laughs> and, you, know, you know, the small circle in, in that target. Yeah. And so, you know, my guy teaches me a basic. Then he You know, he he goes behind and then he sits under the shade and then he watches me. And there I am, you know, shooting arrow after arrow after arrow. And, you know, once every so often I hear him in the background going, oh, nice shot, nice shot. Oh, good job, Thaddeus, good job. Oh, well done, well done. And after a while, you know, I got, there was a mix of curiosity and also a bit of annoyance because, you know, what was going on, Sangam, I was not hitting the target, right? I was missing I was never mind. Forget about the bullseye. I was missing the target. I was missing that piece of paper, mm-hmm. right? My arrows were going everywhere else. And then, and I thought, why is he, why does he keep saying nice, nice job and good job and well done. I'm like, I'm not hitting the thing. So I turned around and said, I, I, what's going on? Like, why do you keep saying that? Because, you know, I'm making a mess out of things here. And my guide stands out. He comes to me and says, Oh, that is, oh, you don't understand. Come, come, come. He brings me to the board. He says, "Tell me, you know, where where are your arrows landing?" I said, "Well, they're not landing on the on the bullseye. That's for sure." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, but where 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 are they landing?" Now, as it turns out, Saga, my my arrows were missing the paper, but they were somehow gathering in a in a top left corner of the board. Mm-hmm. And think about that—they're well, they're all around here. This this area. He goes, "Yes, that's what you accomplished." Wow. In this short time that you've been shooting. He says, you see, if your if your arrows were going anywhere and everywhere, and sometimes they hit the bullseye, and sometimes they hit the target, this is that's not good. This is just luck.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It's not going to happen again. right?" He says, but what do you have here right now? All your arrows being here. He says, this is consistency. And we have a saying in Kazakhstan. That when you're consistent in your actions, mm-hmm. your target will appear. Wow. Yeah, and I just thought, wow, wow, and and when when you take that kind of ancient wisdom from you know Kazakhstan, and that's that's what, and you marry that with Western philosophy, like Jim Rohn, who's the mm-hmm. you know ment Tony Robbins uh, mentor Tony Robbins, uh, and he says something along the lines of how success is not something that you pursue, success is something that ensues. Mm-hmm. As a result, who you become. And so, therefore, success is not something that you chase. Success is something you allow to happen. The target will appear. And, um, you know, part of our, you know, year end, where do we do a great deal of reflections, right? Me and my clients, um, which is a great activity to be engaged in for your listeners here as we wrap up 2020, is uh, to look back in a year. And I have this private co- uh, client, Carlyn. Um, started working in in, in April uh, this year and you know, he was starting to come out as a as a coach and as a trainer and, and build a business around that and struggling, right? Struggling with that because it's it's new, COVID had hit as well. So it was you know just tough for him and you know, there were financial pressures at home and even his wife was saying, Look, listen, you know, you keep going for these courses and you try to build these businesses, clearly you're not any good at it. You know so why don't you just stick to your job right and then we have some kind of security and stable income you know stop thinking about starting our business and all these big goals and you know you know we've we've failed time in or you feel time and time again so stop doing that the family needs you the family needs security and so that was the kind of pressure he was coming on right at home financially in a business covet and the like uh and that was what was going on for him right it was like you know we're putting in that the consistent action and and boy, he was just consistent in his in his actions, even though just like me, you know, he was missing the target. Uh, and just last month in November, we had a kind of towards the year end, we said, okay, look, let's 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 take a look at the year now and you know what are some of the wins we have. Well, Sangam, I tell you what, you know, six months of him taking action and being consistent, uh, target, you know, was missed, but the target did appear, right? And when we closed off and you know one of the things we want to look at is actual results mm-hmm. right actual results and well he made one point eight three crores uh that was that was the target that appeared in his life right so that that was uh that's the big 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 thing here you know everyone wants to be an overnight success everyone wants instant gratification uh no one's willing to you know do an ultra endurance race right uh, of life everyone wants to you know, sprint a hundred meters, every hundred meters for an entire marathon. Um, well, A, either you drop out the race uh, or you get burnt out very quickly or you won't even do it in the first place. Uh, so, you know, we have this whole life uh, success. Uh, let's allow as much as you allow yourself to fail so that you can allow success to appear.
0: Yeah. Beautifully put. So personally, Thaddeus, for you, how you know, what was that one learning from, from
1: 2020, you know, the year of the COVID? Yeah. Yeah. You know, year of the COVID, you know, this book that you and I do, Sagam, um, at the end of the day I say it's it's we're in the business of human connection. Mm-hmm. And you know, with COVID, we have discovered um well, two things. Number one, you know, with all the lockdowns is that we are missing human connection. Yeah. Right? Um, number one. Number two, with the new ways of working, people are uh, are going all high tech. And here's what I say. The work that we do in human connection is high touch. Work. High. Um, high tech doesn't replace high touch. Machines do not replace people except that in jobs, <laughs> machines can replace people in jobs. But in terms of how we as a human species, us as individuals survive and thrive, um, you you can't communicate with machines and not people. You can't uh, make love to machines instead of people, right? Um, you can't get emotional and exchange emotional energy with machines than you do with people. You know, back. About five years ago, PwC, PricewaterhouseCoopers, was commissioned to do a study of the coaching industry. Um, and then they discovered that, you know, based on numbers, that coaching was the second fastest growing sector, right, in the world. And you know what was the fastest growing sector? Technology. All right, it's no accident that the more high tech we go, the more high touch we need to go. Right, they go together. It's not a replacement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so, my biggest lesson for for this year has been around that, and and leading on into twenty twenty one is, and, you know, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. And so, I think one of the things that we shall intend for twenty twenty one is to be more available to people.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think that's that's very important. And with the clients that even I was working, I think that is what will become one of the most precious resources going forward.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because the quality of our lives depends on the quality of our relationships. Mm. Think about it. I bet you every single high that you've experienced in your life and every single low that you've experienced with your life Somebody else was involved in it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. So if if we want to have a much better quality of our lives, well, we need to give a much better focus on on a commitment even to our relationships. Uh, and and relationships are all about connections.
0: Absolutely. Thaddeus, like, how do you keep that Zen state? You know, you know, I'm, I'm looking at you and I feel that instant connection with the wife. So so, is there a ritual that you do? Do you meditate? Do you do gratitude? What is your, um, you know, ritual for keeping you aligned?
1: Yeah. Look, uh, you know, I, I'm just like every human being, right? I get moments where I'm in Zen state. I get moments when I'm flustered. <laughs> I get moments where, you know, and, and so, you know, I'm... Uh, I pay a great deal to my energy and especially how I start and I finish the day. So one, one, one big thing I would say, so I, you know, we're always looking. So rather than answering your question from what I do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, it reads like a, like a YouTube video or something, that, you know, like uh, the first thing millionaires do every day or you know, <laughs> rituals of the rich and wealthy and successful. Um, so rather than accumulating more doing, I, w- I would say, let's look at the other way around, right? Think about what you can decommit from in terms of stopping or deleting and getting rid of. And in so far as the daily ritual is, you know, I don't get into any gadget or phone or or, 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 or technology in the first hour, mm-hmm. right? People jump out of bed and Oh, God, let mean let me check out the Facebook page. how many how many more followers do I have on Instagram and, you know who cares um, what that does is it sucks you into uh, well it's unproductive energy let's put it that way okay mm-hmm. so I focus on how I how I start the day and there are different things that I do uh, but the thing that I don't do is to get into' reading the news yeah first thing in a day I don't get into what's going on in the world of social media, uh, you know, because, you know, nothing can have happened in the last 24 hours that's going to severely or powerfully impact my life. I guarantee you that, mm-hmm. right. Uh, most of it is going to suck my energy and, 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 draw my focus away. Uh, so, you know, one big ritual is, is, is stop or, or delay your technology, your social media, your gadgets, and same thing at the end of the day as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, one of my rituals is, yeah, well, i put my phone to charge, but it's in a separate room. Okay? So no no, no television in a bedroom, um, no laying in bed watching your YouTube videos or, or whatever. And then, no, your bedroom is a sacred space. It's a, it's a place for rest and repose, um, honor that space Mm -hmm. right your gadgets just shift the energy in that space and they just you know really steal the energy so that's the one thing i would say right Uh, uh, tech and gadgets and social media out first thing morning and last thing at night
0: great and how like you know how do you balance your life you know the the work-life balance that we keep talking about you know and especially while, while we are all at home right now. So there are, you know, the boundaries tend to just, uh, you know, fade away. So how, yeah. how are you doing that?
1: Yeah, with difficulty, right? Uh, <laughs> I think people, people underestimate uh, the impact of, you know, COVID on our lives, right? There's this tendency to want to be very quick and come on, get over it, right? Um, you know, deal with it, right? You can handle this. Uh, but when you think about it, our lives have been affected uh, severely, mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of clients. Well, not a lot, but you know, some of my clients they've they've lost lives. Some of my clients have had COVID. Um, at the very least, uh, your daily movements have been impacted. So, yeah, this is a, a crisis, an individual crisis of sorts. Yeah, and sometimes uh, it could be the simplest thing. I had a client um, in in the Philippines and she, you know, she runs her own business and, uh, you know, one of our sessions, cause, cause I teach coaches how to coach yeah. as well. And there was one thing that she wanted to, you know, potentially kind of move herself into, right? To become a professional coach. And then when the virus hit and, and Manila and Philippines, it was one of the first places that went into lockdown and pretty severe kind of lockdowns. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I can't get anything done, you know, productive, you know, spending time my nephews and nieces, we got big family here. You know my siblings, and then you know I'm doing this. I can talk, and then when I'm trying to do work, and then they're there. They want to play with me as well talk. And I say, okay, good. Just just describe to me how it works, and say, well, the house is like this, and then this is what happens. And say, okay, look, very simply, right? Let's let let's do this, right? You have you have a room which you share with other people different times of the day. But this room where your table is, and this is where your laptop is, and that's where you do the work. it goes, yeah, okay, good. So next time when you want to do some piece of work, a communicate. To the children and to everyone, and say, Look, I, you know, Auntie Carla is going to go into the room and do some work for, you know, the next however minutes or hours. Um, and then after that, you know, we're going to do this, mm-hmm. All right? A number two, I said, Just do this thing, just close the door, mm-hmm. All right? And she came back then the next time, and she was, it was as though she discovered you know a treasure she was like oh my gosh like it really worked you know just, just closing a door you know because normally people are coming in and out of the bedrooms and but just by closing a door you know kind of setting a boundary no one came in and then of course it helped that I communicated you know that to them and i no, i can actually focus i was a product i was getting things done i was like uh-huh there was no magic dust that was sprinkled right you know it's is the basic fundamentals and people don't like to do basic fundamental things, Sagam. People always want that. What's that big secret, secret, secret that's ah. gonna make me a million dollars, that's gonna you know, shed 20 kilograms, that's gonna give me wonderful, beautiful relationships. Back to basics. Do the work, it's not sexy, mm-hmm. I get it. It's not necessarily new, but you know what? It works.
0: It does. Mm-hmm. Thaddeus, what do you want to be remembered as you know
1: no i don't i th- no, i think people who want to be remembered uh, are self absorbed <laughs> um because no one is remembered forever and ever and ever right mm-hmm. think about some of the biggest names who have made some of the biggest impact in lives um many of them have been forgotten
0: mm-hmm.
1: right so um remembrance has an expiry date yeah it does right um, and if we, you know, it is hard, but I want, want you know, I love, I, I don't know if you, 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 you watch stand-up comedy. I, I love stand-up comedy. And um, uh, one, one, one comedian uh, who is this kind of Chinese Malaysian well, uh, Chinese in ethnicity. His mother was Malaysian, but he was born and bred in the UK, right? So he looks Chinese, uh, but he sounds, you know, totally, you know, Caucasian British, um, and, um, his surname is Wang, W-A-N-G, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then, so Phil is his first name. He says, you know, Phil Wang and goes like, I've got this, I've got this dream. He says, first of all, so I've got this girlfriend, um, and, um, and she's a white lady mm-hmm. and, uh, we're planning to have kids, but we want to have kids. And, um, you know what, I, you know, I, I want to have a son, um, and I want my son to have children with another white lady. And then I want their son to have children with another white lady and so on and on and on and on. So that a thousand years from now, all traces of Chinese DNA has been wiped out uh, from you know, these generations. And so what will end up is a whole bunch of white people in London with the surname Wang, and I have no idea why. Yeah, that was really... Uh, that was hilarious. Um, of course, he tells it in a much better way than I do. And I think that's that's how I answer your question, uh, Sagam is to so go out there and can it keep impacting people. Mm. Um, you know, you and I came into each other's space. You know, you attended one of my programs and you've stayed in touch and stayed in the game. And so if I could impact you positively... And then you impact your listeners positively who then go on and impact somebody else positively. And right now at this stage, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, your life has changed in some way, big or small because of me and you know it. Yeah. Now you brought me onto your show and hopefully I'm impacting your listeners lives in some way that is, Well, positive and inspirational, and they know it. Mm -hmm. But if they go and impact someone else, or then goes on to impact someone else, or then goes on to impact someone else, one day people will forget or not even know that Thaddeus was a part of this equation in the first place. That's how I like to be not be remembered.
0: (laughs) Profound. Yeah. Yeah. For 2021, what would be your New Year message? for um, the audience. How can they make it better, more impactful, especially, you know, when we are trying to come out of the
1: COVID situation or maybe in in the new normal? Yeah, I'd say take care of yourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Take care of yourselves. You know, when we look at this, this year and even not, you know, it could have been, you know, COVID, but also the way that you know, as as societies, we are progressing. Um, COVID is, is you know, one adversity on the, on the health realm, right, that we're dealing with. But when you look at it also on a social level, when you look at it in terms of kind of environmentally, right, uh, politically and the likes, there are so many, we're dealing with so much. And, um, you know, what I'm noticing is that there's this extreme sensitivity that people have now. Right, it seems like it's so easy to get offended by something. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that, I'm offended. All right? And you go, wow. All right? Or people kind of you know have this some, you know, like kind of kind of violent reaction just because you disagree on something. Right? Um, so on one hand, there's this extreme sensitivity that people are developing, and on on the other side, uh, related, there's almost this um, willingness to to violently defend your point of view, Mm -hmm. right? That you cannot think like this, you know, you cannot think like that. And, you know, ironically, you know, the proponents of freedom of expression and this and that are the people who are, you know, (laughs) least open to other people's expression or the the point of views. So when, when you look at this extreme sensitivity and this kind of violent protection of the stance, uh, it speaks to what's going on in people's lives, right? There's strong sense of threat, mm-hmm. uh, unmet needs uh, that has created this. So my wish for everybody for 2021 is take care of yourself because if there's any kind of dysfunctional behavior or thought patterns that, are, that you're noticing if you're onto yourself, um, that's where it starts from. We're not taking care of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Um, and think about your sources of energy, mental, your emotional, your physical, your spiritual. Take care of those energy sources. It's like running a multi-day ultra marathon. The points where you stop and take a drink are just as important as the points where you're speeding up in your runs.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Great message, Thaddeus. So we have a short section called the rapid fire. Mm-hmm. and I just have five questions that I would be asking you
1: yeah. okay good so these are rapid fire so I've got to be rapid fire my response as well no long stories just just quick rapid fire answers yeah I get that okay
0: <laughs> okay so what is your favourite
1: book? my favourite book is uh, Runaway Success Life Lessons from Ultra Endurance Racing
0: awesome
1: <laughs> who's your favourite superhero? my favourite superhero is my mother mm-hmm
0: um, what is your favorite quote?
1: My favorite quote: uh, "You only live once." Actually, you know what? No, I tell. You, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, okay, yeah. But I, I don't mean it in the kind of, kind of reckless, endangering. Let's go and have a bucket list kind of way. Um, but you only live once, so therefore, truly, truly treasured it is truly precious. Mm-hmm. Which is
0: your favorite holiday destination? Mm, New Zealand. And
1: uh, which is, who is your favorite or uh, inspiring personality? Favorite inspiring uh, yeah. personalities. I think people who go out there uh, and go against the grain, uh, but they are not recognized for it. They are not famous because they have created billion dollar companies. They are not famous because they are personality, um, but they are relatively well unknowns. No one's heard of them. No one knows them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they go out there and they just go against the grain and they live life in a way that's grounded, centered uh, and true to who they are. Beautiful.
0: Um, that is. how can my audience reach out to you? I do um, not there much on Instagram or on Facebook so how can they reach out to you? Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, people, people follow me on on, on on Facebook. I do have an Instagram account. I'm not on there. I'm not active. Um, so, yeah And, um, you know I've got a website ThayasLawrence.com uh, Or, yeah If they want to get in touch um, And I think I can trust Your listeners here Sagem, uh, In kind of respecting The space as well You want to drop me an email Coach at the hand, uh, mm-hmm. dot com, And, um, yeah Tell me What makes you come alive Okay If you're going to get in touch With me I'll be open to that But first Introduce yourself And tell me What makes you come alive in your life
0: absolutely and I'm sure um, they will be in safe hands <laughs> so join yes. the coaching hand
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah we've got yeah the coaching hand there's a Facebook group uh, yeah. answer the questions and then come on in and uh, yeah 2021 starts now
0: absolutely it does so thank you so much Thaddeus for this beautiful uh, you know podcast and I truly wish a lot of success a lot
1: of happiness your way in twenty twenty one. Stay blessed. Definitely, beautiful. Thank, thank you for having me. I'm glad. You know, the a big reason uh, why I have uh, scheduled our call uh, for for morning. This is this is your ritual question, which is something that's going to make you come alive. I know that just by speaking with you, uh, and 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 seeing you, Sagum, is going to bring. It's going to start my day on the <laughs> right note. Right, it's going to bring energy to my life, and so I'm delighted. Uh, for this opportunity and I, and I thank you have an amazing end to 2020 and absolutely stonking spectacular 2021.
0: Thank you. And I wish all my listeners the same. Absolutely. Thank you, Thaddeus. Thank you so much.